coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO studio. It's hey, the yo. Fade Route with D and Z. I am D. We've got a great show for you tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs might be heading to the next round. The Rangers are tied 2-2 in their series. And Jimmy Butler is on the verge of knocking off the Bucks. But we begin today's show. I mean, there's so many headlines. We begin today's show with the Jets finally getting their man. Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Jets on Monday afternoon. He showed up today. The Jets received Rodgers, the 15th pick this year, and a fifth-round pick this year. The Packers get the 13th pick this year, second-round pick this year, a sixth-round pick, and a conditional second-round pick next year. Z, who won this trade? Well, let's start with the fact that the Packers are going to get two first-round picks out of this. Aaron Rodgers is playing 65% of the, of the time. Okay, like yeah. that's what that's yeah. what the condition was. Yeah. It wasn't playoff wins. It wasn't MVP leading the league in passing yards. Wasn't leading the league in touchdowns. Wasn't leading the league in any of that. It was. Is he going to play 65% of the time? If he's going to do that, then the the Packers have earned themselves in a, another first round pick. Now, in the immediate short term, the Jets have the edge because they got the player, right? Now, you only got him for two years. That's what we've been saying from all along. If I was giving up two first round picks, which essentially I'm going to do if I'm Joe Douglas, why wouldn't I go call Baltimore and get a 26-year-old in Lamar Jackson? I'm going to end up giving up two first-round picks anyway, plus a second, plus a sixth, for a guy who's maybe going to play two or three years. I could have gotten five or six from Lamar, maybe more. So it just it smacks of desperation. And you got the Chris Russo's of the world, everybody at ESPN telling us how much we should love this trade and how much Jet fans should love this trade and not think about the future because you got your quarterback. He's 39. I'm third. I'll be 39 in August. You don't want me under center. I got two bad knees and can't throw the ball. So you don't want me, you don't want him under center. Not for long. So, in the short term, the Jets got their guy. Yes, you, you, can, you can build around him for the short burst, like Tampa did with Tom Brady, like the Rams did with Matthew Stafford. You surround him with talent, maybe you catch lightning in a bottle, but this is not, this is not designed for the long term. Long term, if the Packers get anything out of Jordan Love, or maybe they have the 13th pick, maybe a Will Levis falls to them, or an Anthony Richardson falls to them, or they take a Herndon Hooker. Like maybe, maybe they are hedging their bets on Jordan Love and take a quarterback this year. You know, who's to say? 
But in the immediate short term, you have to be pleased if you're the Jets because your quarterback is not Zach Wilson. And you have to be pleased if you're the Packers because you're going to get two first-round picks out of this. It's hard to say who won the trade right now. I'm going to edge long-term towards the Packers because they're set up a little bit more for the future. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think both teams got what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I think both teams do win, you know, as far as getting what they wanted. And I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to be an optimist and say that the Jets did a decent job making this deal. Um, And, you know, everything we say from here on is a what if, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't know. I mean, he, Aaron Rodgers looked very energized to be there today. He looks like he really wants to play. He looks like he's excited. He's taken eight, which I think was a smart move by him, and not taking 12, even though Namath gave him the blessing on it. Z, the, the, the thing I have the hardest time with is this, is you traded assets, right, for Aaron Rodgers. Very good player top tier quarterback even if we put even if we bury last year and say you know what what happened last year happened last year he's going to be like a good player this year what have you i have a hard time believing that regardless of who they surround him with that in the next two years they're going to be able to beat burrow herbert mahomes and allen that's the problem i have with this is like your window is short, right? And who's this? And we don't know if he's going to retire. He might play. I mean, Tom played till forty-six. He could. He could sure give us six years. He can give us five years. He can give us four years. I could run the whole gamut on this. But to truth be told, I, I still have them behind the Dolphins, and I still have them behind the Bills in the division. That's the issue I have. Now, from what I've heard from my sources is what was holding up the trade was the conditional first round pick. The Jets wanted to be conditional. The Packers wanted to straight up, I want your first round pick next year. And the other caveat was swapping first round picks this year. And that's why the deal got done on Monday because the draft is tomorrow. So it's like, yo, we want to switch positions. And you know what, Z? I think that is the that's the best part of the trade for the Packers. Because now you move in front of the Jets. So what happens if you get the death the guy the Jets wanted to get, right? That's that's the problem I have with the trade is that you essentially are switching with them. And you've been deep diving on each other's rosters probably the last three months to try to get this deal done. So you know what they lack. You know what they need. You know what you want. You know what you need. Now you're not going to get that guy. Uh, And then the other part is, and Z, I'll pose this question to you. Let's say you're heading into the season. You're having an up and down year. You're seven and seven. What do you do with a month left of the season? You're seven and seven. What do you do if you're the New York Jets? 
do you keep starting Rodgers and trying to get to the playoffs? Or do you go, fuck, like we're about, he could give the Green Bay Packers a top 10 pick. That's the problem with the conditional pick. Yeah, that is because you're in a, you're you're in a tough division. Okay, you're not uh, as good as he is. Even Tom had a tough time in Tampa that first year, right? The first couple of games were like, what the, the fuck's going rough. on? The yeah. adjustments rough. Okay, you're not going thirteen and four. You're not going fifteen and two. Like that's not happening, right? You're a you're an eleven and six team. Right? That's what we're looking at. So, if you're going through this season and you got ups and downs, he gets hurt, your running back gets hurt, Lazard gets hurt, and, and you're on the cusp of either making the playoffs or not making the playoffs, Z, what do you do? Well, that's going to be a hard sell on that, Rodgers. Right? That's, 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 that's hard. That's going to be know. a very hard sell. Because... Like, I don't this know. This guy is not, he's not going to want to punt on the season. Like that's just not who Aaron Rodgers is. Well, I'm and not He gonna, said I'm... the right things. Now he said the right things about how, you know, Green Bay will always I'll always be a place in my heart and things and that. But you know in your heart of hearts that if he had the opportunity to fuck over the Green Bay Packers, he's going to take the opportunity to fuck over the Green Bay Packers because he feels slighted by them. Whether or not that's true, he feels slighted by the organization. Now, in the ultimate pettiness, maybe there, there's something there. But at the end of the day, I think that the competitor in him would weigh out. Now, as an organization, you can't afford to have this guy whining and crying and pissing and bitching and moaning. Especially to his press secretary, Pat McAfee. <laughs> like, you can't have that. So... My question is, is Pat going to get his own office in Forum Park? But at, if you're at 7-7, seven and seven, it's it's going to be a hard sell with this player. Because at the end of the day, he's going to want. But he's going to want to compete. He's going to want to go. And you're going to you can't sell him on it's in the best interest of the organization for you not to play. Unless he's playing like shit. At which point, she's like, no, go ahead. Strap it up. Let's well, that's, well, that's the thing. is like, we, we just, I mean, the dude lost to the Lions in the last game. Like, you know, so there's, there, there's, there's motivation for him to play well and do well. And I'm not, I'm, I think he will do well. But, you know, it, it was funny that Pablo Torre said something interesting I thought today on TV where he said this is a weird situation because like all the Jets fans are excited because they wanted Rodgers and they got Rodgers but everyone who hates the Jets are also excited because the Jets got Rodgers like he because they're looking for it to fucking go down in flames where the Jets fans are like no man we're going we're gonna do this and you can't you can't compare what Aaron's doing to what Tom did or to what Matthew Stafford did. There's a lot of different variables in that, right? There's a, it's a different conference. It's a different division. It's a different league, okay? Patriots have been super quiet. That's got to make you nervous. The Dolphins are, if two is healthy, man, the Dolphins are going to be good. 
Buffalo is already good. Like, so... I think, you know, he... And he's up... I'm sure he's up for the challenge. And I, I actually do think he's going to play well. But... The caveat is, is... But... The Jets have put themselves in a sticky situation. Like, there's all upside for the Packers, man. There's all upside. Because, you know what, Z? If the Packers suck this year, guess what? They're getting a top 10 pick next year. And they'll be able to start over at quarterback, right? The Jets don't have that luxury. That's the problem. And and I don't... The part of I don't like the swapping of the one picks for the Jets. I think that hurts them. And you could be in a situation where at the end of the year, you're pulling a Dallas Mavericks situation because you're like, fuck, we kind of need this pick, and I don't know what we're going to do. But they, they, put themse- yeah. they put themselves in a horrible position. It, it, is, it is a you're, horrible position. They, you're, they, yeah, you're all in. Term. You're all it's in. Bad. You're all in on this guy. And, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting this year at the press conference, he said that I'm not I'm not a savior. Dude, that's what they're wrong looking mindset. at you as, man. That's what that's they're looking the at mindset. you. Yeah, I mean, he said other good things about, like, the Lombardi Trophy being lonely. And, dude, the AFC is stacked, man. You are in a division where any one of those teams could come out as the top seed in that division. You know okay. what would be the, the most the, what would be the most ironic thing of it all is if Tua gets hurt and who's the backup quarterback for the Miami Dolphins? Mike White. Mike fucking White. Well, exactly. we see we know this already though. We know Mike White is going to play against the Jets and win that game. Yeah. I know it because the same thing happened when the Jets traded for Favre. Uh-huh. They sent Pennington to the Dolphins and. Lo and behold, come December, Pennington comes into MetLife at that time is Giant Stadium, remember MetLife Stadium, and he beats the Jets and knocks the Jets out of the playoffs and wins the division for the Dolphins. Don't, it will happen. I promise you, it will happen. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. You know, like we talked about, the NFL draft is tomorrow. We know certain teams are in the market for a quarterback. And it's hard to know how players are going to pan out in the NFL. But, Z, which players are you interested in seeing drafted in the first round? And who do you think will make an impact right away? Well, I'm interested to see where CJ Stroud goes after the S2 cognition test thing, which it's relatively new. They're trying to find things to replace the Wonderlick. And Stroud scored very well. And it makes you wonder if scouts and if organizations are going to be scared off by that because it is so relatively new. Um, I'm interested to see where Jalen Carter goes after his off the field stuff. Like, I'm are teams willing to overlook that because he is such a talented uh, defensive lineman? Um, I want to see what's going to happen 
with this quarterback situation. You know, like we're gonna we're gonna order up our top five later, but um, there's a possibility that it can be four quarterbacks. Possibility in the top of, ten. Right? Of, possibly at number one you have your choice of four it could be any of those guys i don't yeah. think that any one of them is a lock to be sure so at that point it's musical chairs and the Bijan robinson thing yeah like, Bijan robinson like how high does he go like uh, are they are there really teams that see him as that saquon barkley touched by the hand of god dave gettleman thing or are they scared off by running backs in the first round because of the Saquon Barkley thing? Strangely enough, both sides are true. So, like, where does Bijan Robinson end up? I still think Dallas. I still wow. think Dallas. But we'll, we will see what happens there. Dallas, but, um, Dallas pick. Yeah, oh, so man, he's not going all the way at twenty-six. No, Dallas will move up. Oh, if okay. He, yeah. Dallas would definitely. Yeah. Dallas can move up. Why not? Yeah. So, I mean, if we're looking at it, who can move back? Like the Bears could possibly move back. The Eagles could move back from ten. Like there are plenty. The Patriots are at fourteen. The Patriots are notorious for trading back. So yeah. let, let's see what happens. There, I have a feeling there's going to be a few maneuvers, and it wouldn't surprise me if a couple of established players get moved too. Like we saw that last year. Would DeAndre Hopkins surprise anybody? It wouldn't necessarily surprise me if D Hop got moved at the deadline last year. I mean, look what happened to AJ Brown. So it, it's within their own possibility. But as far as like the individual stories that most intrigue me, Stroud, Robinson, and Carter. Yeah. So for me, I real my number one is John Robinson. Um, I think he's going to make an impact right away. Um, I know we're going to talk about like our top five picks, but I have him going number eight to Atlanta. Um, I think they're ready for his talent. Uh, he's been compared to Price Holmes, Jamal Charles, Ricky Williams. Like he's that style of a back. Yeah. And I believe it. I mean, I've seen him play. He's a Texas kid, too. I mean, he looks he looks good. Um, you know, Jalen Carter kind of pissed me off. I don't like how he wouldn't go see any teams outside the top ten. Like, dude, don't you understand that teams could trade up to get you? Like, why wouldn't you go see teams outside of the top ten? You're just being stupid and ignorant. Sorry. That's just – right away, I'm not, I'm not interested in you anymore. Like – um, so I, I'm not sure where he's going to go. Will Anderson Jr. is another one that's interesting to me because he reminds me of like a don't to high tower. Like he's, he's that, he's that big edge rusher from Alabama. Um, you know, there's rumors of the Texans possibly taking him, which would be really interesting if they didn't take a quarterback. Um, and I think he can make an impact on a team. Um, and again, I think like what you're saying, like CJ Stroud, I'm just wondering, like, I'm just wondering how teams evaluated these guys and and where and where and, and how they're gonna fall. Like to me, CJ Stroud is he's just as good as Justin Fields. So if you like Justin Fields, like he can play at that caliber. Bryce Young, I think I think he's he's suited for he's a system quarterback in my opinion but he can put the ball wherever he wants and I think he's going to have success I think Stroud and 
and Young are going to have success. I'm not. I'm not sure about Levis. I'm not sure about him. I don't. I don't. I mean, a Kentucky quarterback is not a lot of history behind it. It's Tim um, Couch. Yeah. It's bad history. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, that's that's not who you want to be compared to. <laughs> like you know on uh, on the stage. Uh, I think Zay Flowers is going to make an impact this year. I mean, to me, he's he's my he's my. I had him ranked as my top wide receiver. Um, I think he's explosive. He's fast. He reminds me of a San Antonio Holmes. Um, I I had him rated higher than Hyatt. Um, but tomorrow tomorrow is like it's like who wants to be a millionaire, right? It's like you're watching all these kids like win the lotto, right? Because they're all winning the lotto tomorrow. They're all getting like million dollar contract and they haven't even they haven't even played it down in the NFL no it's you, you are even the worst situation right are, we can arguably say that the Houston Texans are the worst situation in football right in, in the NFL whoever goes at number two your life is just going to change immediately right and if you are the guy that helps resurrect that moribund franchise, that is even better. So you know, things are gonna tra- things are definitely gonna change for the players. I mean, luck can change. Luck can Wait, sticking sticking with the Texans for a minute. You saw the yeah. report about Nick Casario possibly being out outed after the draft. That would just be odd. Yeah. So what is you know why would he be acting in good faith at that point? Yeah. You know, I mean, out, out of outside of just being a professional, you know, I, I don't see, I don't see that holding water or even making sense. If the, if he's out, he's not making the picks. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell he should be making the picks if he's going to leave. Yeah. That just makes absolutely no sense. But it's the Houston Texans. They had a they had a chance to. Well, how about how about this? The the Houston Texans need to get this pick right, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Colts are picking at four. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine, like you, the Texans picking like Stroud, and the Colts picking Levis, and Levis goes on to be in like a Hall of Famer and beating their ass for like the next sixteen years. They'd never <laughs> live that down, right? They would like the, never- it's tough. It's tough when you're. Your division rival is like within a couple of picks of you, right. you know, well, because or, you really got to get this right, man. Or you just like, you know, Daryl Stingley, like that was a little out of nowhere last year. So, like, you value your player. I understand that. And D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach. He's not totally sold on drafting a quarterback, right? So, like, depending on who goes no, first, right? Because they're trying. If, right. If Anderson's available at two. Or if somehow they like the attitude of Carter, maybe you take him at two. Or maybe you want to shore up the offensive line and take Skaronsky from Northwestern. But, you know, there are ways that you can go. And, you know, it's a stretch. It's all a stretch. But it, it all, you, you, it goes against everything you see based on what your need is. What's the thing that would turn your franchise around is hitting on that quarterback? Because David, what unless, you, unless to, you believe in Davis Mills. All right. Well, what they're trying to say about D'Amico Ryan's is that he's got a six-year deal. 
So it's not like there's pressure to win right away. So he can get away with taking the best defensive player in the draft this year and then, you know, looking for a quarterback next year. But, you know, talking about like your division rival picking a couple of picks after you, I always think back to that 2008 draft where the Jets took Vernon Golston at number six and then the Patriots took Jared Mayo at 10. And the whole thing was, is like Jared Mayo was rated higher and the Jets decided to go with Golston and it was a disaster, like a fucking disaster. That's why you don't take the workout warrior at the combine. Robert Gallery, right? Robert Gallery was a workout warrior. Uh, who else? You, you have a lot of examples of guys that just wow you. And they have no substance, right? Mike Mayola. Um, he was just, he was great in the weight room, sucked on the field. Like Tony Mandrich, great in the weight room, sucked in the field. Like you, you can't, it, it's not bodybuilding. You have to be able to play. No. And yeah. you, you, you can't be wowed by a guy like a Vernon Golston or the Jets did it again, Vlad Dukas. They did it twice. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, teams are getting better at diagnosing talent and they're getting better at, you know, kind of seeing who the projects are going to be. The one thing that's different now than back then is that, you know, a player like a Vernon Golston might have been plugged into a Swiss Army kind of role, kind of like what the... Kind of like what the Cowboys are doing with Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is a positionless player. Yeah, he lines up as a linebacker, but he's an edge rusher. He can drop back in coverage if you need him to. He'll he's a linebacker. Like he's a Swiss Army, he's a positionless player. So, you know, teams will take those guys based on raw athletic ability and they'll make something out of them. But if it's just if it's all show muscle. But it's not it all show no go is not gonna work in the NFL these days. If you want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com, slide in our DMs on IG at fade route podcast, drop us a DM on Twitter at fade route DNZ, comment on our YouTube channel, the fade route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us, Incrowd. Speaking of show and go, it was the Jimmy Butler show as we move over to the NBA playoffs. Playoff Jimmy had a 56-point night and was able to give the Miami Heat a 3-1 lead over the Giannis Bucks on Monday night. So, if the Heat eliminate the Bucks, would this be a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA? Dude, you're going to be surprised at my answer. I'm going to say it's going to be a horrible thing for the NBA. And I like Jimmy Butler, and I like the Miami Heat. But let's be real. The reason why they would be moving on is because Giannis was hurt in Game 1 and hasn't mm-hmm. been able to play to his his best ability and this is what i'm talking about and this is what i keep talking about with the nba these games 
are waste of time. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see an upset. I don't want to see an 8 to one I don't want to see it. I want to see the best teams play. Even the Boston series, the Hawks are hanging around. It's wearing Boston down. It's going to ruin it for later on. Like, it, 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 it. And listen, I love Jimmy Butler and I love the Heat. But listen, if it's, if it's all about the playoffs, then let's get to the playoffs quicker. Then let's play only 40 games, 50 games or 60 games, and let everybody make the fucking playoffs. Like, there's no point in playing an 82-game season and then having a seven-game series with a one versus eight if eight's going to beat one or two is going to beat seven. I mean, the Laker thing is a lot different because, in my opinion, the the Lakers are better than Memphis, and Memphis really shouldn't even fucking be there. Like, you know, that's just my, you know, it's my personal opinion. But yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. It's gonna change. It's gonna change the dynamic of the entire playoffs if the Miami Heat are able to beat Giannis and the Bucks. And what I mean by Giannis, let's look at this. Thirty-eight twenty-seven. Right? He played almost forty minutes. The numbers he put up. That's not Giannis. That's like a pod person of Giannis. That's like. They flip-flopped Brooke Lopez and, and Giannis. Like, Brooke Lopez had 36 points. 36, he's playing well. He's playing really he's well. He's playing his ass off. 36-11. He had a double-double. So, like, he is stepping up as Giannis is less of who he is. And it's not, it's not great when your stars, and this is a star-driven league, for your best players, right? Your marquee players to not be in the playoffs or not make deep runs in the playoffs, it's bad for the overall product. It is. It's a shit product already, and you're just going to make it worse. Well, you have Jimmy Butler is doing an admirable job of carrying his, his team. Right? That's what Jimmy Butler does. He needs to step up majorly, especially since Tyler Hero's out, right? Because they don't have <clears throat> they don't have a lot in the way of the shooting. Let's be real here. The next person in terms of points was Bam Adebayo with 15. Jimmy at 56. The next highest score is 15 points. They scored half of their freaking points. That's insane. That's unsustainable. No, Next round. absolutely not. And yeah. and everybody's and everybody's passing Jimmy the ball and watching him go to work. If you right. watch the last five minutes of that game, that's all it was. Kyle Lowry, Bam, all of them were just tossing it to Jimmy and getting out of his way. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm talking about. Like if you like, let's look at the other parts of the East, right? The Sixers beat the Nets, swept, right? Because the Nets mm-hmm. didn't have any of their players that got them <laughs> to be the sixth seed. Now you have the Celtics. A two playing a seven, and they're in a in a in a heated battle with the Hawks. The Hawks and the Celtics are in a heated battle, and the Sixers are just waiting for this Celtics team. Like, how is that? How does that work? They gotta waste their time playing the Hawks, who want to play in game just to get here, where we can't watch the 76ers and the Celtics play right now, right? Wouldn't that have been such the better way to go? Is let, let me watch the Celtics and the 76ers in a seven-game series right after the playoffs. Like, you're telling me that wouldn't be a better product than watching the Celtics play the Hawks 
and and we got to waste our time with this only to see the Celtics get into the round with the 76ers and be exhausted. Well, I mean, let's look at the other side of the bracket too. If Miami happens to win and they knock out the champs, the Knicks are waiting for them in the next round. So, arrested Nick team who dispatched the Cavs. They're playing much better. They're deeper. Don't be, don't be shocked if the Knicks beat the Heat and end up in the conference final. They totally could. I mean, Randall got hurt. I heard in the game and hurt his ankle pretty bad. But yeah, and and then okay, right now, now I got a five seed New York Knicks team instead of seeing a Bucks team. And I got to see them play probably like the 76ers. Probably, yeah. Uh, so it, it's not, you know, it's not what you'd hope for. But you, you, the league is, it, the league doesn't sell you on the team. The league sells you on the player. So they're not going to say, oh, it's the Knicks versus the Sixers. It's Jalen Brunson versus James Harden. Not that that matters. But, you know, <laughs> you know. That's the sizzle, right? It's the sizzle, not the steak. The next round of the playoffs, you have Nuggets Suns, right? You're going to talk about that four-man starting lineup against Murray and Jokic, and that's what they're going to sell you on. The and you know what? And you look, and you look at the other side. Look, and you can even talk about the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Like, even though I said, you know, I, I had the Lakers beating the Grizzlies. And the, you know the, the the Grizzlies really shouldn't be a two seed, but in this series, Ja got hurt and missed a game, which led to the Lakers being up three one right now. Like, and now and and, and now the, the the Grizzlies are going to have to battle back, and if they if they're able to battle back, they're going to wind up having to play a, a Kings or a Warriors team. I'd rather just skip to the good stuff. I want to see the Grizzlies play like the Kings or even the Grizzlies play like the Warriors. Like, why do I got to waste my time with trash? If you don't care about a regular season, then let's get rid of the regular season. Go from regular season to, like, uh, I don't know, elimination tournament to then the playoffs. Like, let's, let's eliminate the bullshit. can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and they're custom personalization service is top-notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. talk about the NBA playoffs like it's dog shit because it is but hockey playoffs are legit and unfortunately man our Rangers are struggling 
Rangers had a 2-0 series lead heading into Saturday night. And they are going over to MSG. And then all of a sudden, they're down 2-1. Now the series is tied 2-2 and they're going back to Jersey. Z, what is going on in this series? How do you lose the first game in Madison Square Garden with that crowd and that atmosphere? And you're outscoring the Devils 10-2. And from that point forward, the Rangers just can't get anything going. You have to credit the Devils for making adjustments. Yeah. It's, it starts with Akira Schmidt in goal. Yeah. Vitek Vanacek is smaller. He's a butterfly goaltender. He gets low. Van- uh, the other player, the other goalie, Schmidt, is six foot five. So you have an adjustment. The Rangers need to make an adjustment in terms of how to attack this guy. Scoring on him is not going to be easy. As a big guy, you got to get him before he goes down. Once he gets into his butterfly, you have to. You're trying to shoot high. You have to shoot low. He's tall. Damn it. Damn it. Shoot low. And Trocek actually got it. Yeah. With it, you got to be low with it. That's Thank why he was able. That's why Trocek was able to score. But the Rangers' speed is being neutralized by the neutral zone trap that the Devils are running. They're running a one-two-two, and it's very difficult for the Rangers to penetrate that. And how do you get through that? Quick passes, dump and chase. The Rangers aren't doing that. They're trying to skate through it. And you're skating into trouble every single time. And the Devils are able to counterattack. Now, the first Jack, the Jack Hughes goal, that was, you know, that was a great goal by Jack Hughes. He's damn good. He is a good player. He's a good player. The Rangers never had a shot at him because the Devils were going to take him all the way. So you can't be mad that the Rangers have Capo Caco because they never had a shot at Jack Hughes. They were one and two that year. Right? They were one and two that year. Devils got Hughes. Rangers got Kako. You can't be upset with how Capo Kako is playing, especially on the kid line with Lafreniere and Phil Keel. So that first goal, Rangers didn't finish. The Devils capitalized. Jack Hughes used his speed. And he beat Shesterkin. So the Rangers need to get back to doing what they're what they were doing on the power play. Right? Drawing penalties. Chris Kreider gets you big ass in front of the net. That's how you're able to score your goal. Yes, you're fast, but you're also big. So you need to be able to screen the goalie, get in front, second chances, second chance opportunities, and you need to capitalize on them. So for who I'm looking at, Panarin had great opportunities, couldn't convert. Tarasenko had great opportunities, couldn't convert. Kane's been MIA in this Yeah, series. what's his deal? Kane looks slow. Kane looks like... He just... He doesn't look like he's there looks right like he now. he just got off the bus, man. Yeah. Now, these are the guys that need to pick it up. Right? Zabanajad got a school. Right? Truba's been there. Fox has been there. The... The kid line has been there. The fourth line is playing great. They're playing their asses off. Goudreau and Vizi, they're bringing it. They're absolutely bringing it. But the big guys, the top six, they need to come and they need to deliver the goods. Panarin needs one so desperately. Artemi Panarin needs to score like yesterday. The Rangers are doing the job. They're doing the job. Because who has scored, right? Hughes, Halla, Dougie Hamilton, 
and Segan Thaler. Like that, it's consolid. It's pretty consolid. You're holding a lot of that team down. The Devils are a very good team, and you're you're managing to hold them down. Now your big guys have to get back to where they were. Now Kreider did a great job in the first two games, and the Rangers laid it on them. We have a series now because the Devils aren't going away quietly. Well, the first the first team to win a home game wins the series. Uh, I mean, we'll find out. That's going to have to be the case. But uh, it, the way the way it's going, that home home ice doesn't really mean much in these playoffs. The road I just team actually has a win. I don't they think they have a record. Yeah, I just don't think that we. I don't think the Rangers could go to Jersey, lose, and still win this series. I feel like if the Devils win at home in the next game, they're going to wrap it up in MSG. It's just what I feel like because it just they just don't they don't look like they they don't look like they're in it anymore. Like they don't look like it was those for like the first two games. I mean, come on, see, they had a power play in the first two minutes of game three. What the fuck, man? And the crowd is deafening. It's Madison Square Garden. How are you gonna let these young punks come in here and take you to overtime? To overtime. That was just that game was just a mad scramble. And, and Gallant, like Gallant's one. getting at him. I can see he's getting at him. He's getting at them, but what is he doing? But yelling at them isn't helping. What did Lindy Ruff do that Gerard Gallant did not do? Made the adjustments. Brendan Smith sucked. Okay, you're out. Egan <laughs> Thaler, you're in. Who wants to play hockey today? Right. <laughs> You, you the most, you the second most, you are useless. No, no, you actually, you the most, you the second most. Tendy, you're the worst fucking player on our team. <laughs> I mean, Lindy Ruff is actually making some changes. If things aren't working, he's changing them. And the funny thing is that Gerard Gallant, like, he was doing, he was just rotating personnel and changing lines all year. Now, all of a sudden, he's not doing that? It seems against type. So, you know, kudos to Lindy Ruff. And let's not forget that Lindy Ruff coached a lot of these guys because he was a Rangers assistant before he took the Devils job. So Devils he knows how to so, exploit them. The Devils are just so fast. They're just super how do you, fast. How do you neutralize speed? Like, that's the key. How do you neutralize the speed of this guy? you got to put bodies on him. Yeah, and you got to put him it on him. And slow him down. Put it on him legally. Jacob Truba knows how to hit somebody legally. Like, you know, Barkley Grudrow knows how to lay the wood. Like, go ahead. Go to town. Like, make it happen. Make them uncomfortable to where they're not going to want to engage in a track meet with you. Exactly. Like, put the, deliver the punishment. We're playing for the cup, man. It's coming down to the, the last three games here. But... Another good series that's going on is the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've raced a three-goal deficit in the third period to beat the Lightning 5-4 and take a 3-1 series lead. Z, is this the year the Leafs get out of the first round? Uh, let's not jinx. 
Let's not jinx it. Oh my god. The, the Lightning yeah. just can't win game in overtime either. No. They cannot win games in overtime. And you would think you would think that's not the case when you've got like the one of the best goaltenders in the league. But they suck in overtime. They're awful. This year, yeah. This year they they have not been what you want. That's for sure. But it's about time for the for the Maple Leafs, right? It's shit or get off the pot. You got Stamkos out there trying to fight people. Never seen that before. Stamkos and Austin Matthews are throwing down. Like that is that's amazing. <laughs> that's where we are right now. That's playoff hockey right there. Like that's what I'm talking about. Two, the two captains dropping the gloves and having a scrap. Are we, are we gonna fight right now? Is this really happening? You you want to go? You want to go? Okay. Like what what year is this? What fucking year is this that, that we're doing that? But. You figure it, it would catch up to the lightning eventually. That just being on the right side of all the breaks, eventually things would even out. Now they 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 were running. They, they did. Run I disagree a with you. Of- I disagree with you only because of their goaltender. Like he's literally like the top five goaltender, and you would think that he would be the one to keep them in, but he's given up goals left and right. Like. Unreal, like Vasilevsky, really four and five goal games. I mean, you know the Lightning can put up points, you know they play hard, but one of the things that they usually don't do is give up that many goals, and they are. Yeah, but look at that defense; it's not the same defenseman, right? And one thing about Vasilevsky, yes, but you don't have the same decor in front of him, right? You had Strollman, and you had McDonough, and you you had defensive anchors. You still have Sergachev, yes. You still have Victor Hedman, yes. You don't even have Kevin Shattenkirk anymore. Like you have you're relying on Zach Bogosian and Ian Cole. Like that's all you need to know about this. Like they're it's not the same caliber of defense you're putting in front of Andre Vasilevsky. So even if you know e- even if he's standing on his head, they're, they're still gonna barrage him with shots. And the law of averages just dictates that eventually it's going to it's going to turn. You know, he faced 27 shots in the last game. It adds up. Now, Braden Point is it, isn't Braden Point like the best player in the league? Is he's he not the, the best, best player? He's like the best player in the league. Like in my Braden, opinion, Braden Point is is one of the best players in the league. But as long as Connor McDavid is breathing, he's not going to. He means not going to be number one. So, you know, you have you have Stammer, you have Brandon Hagel. You ha- the the offense is still there, and that's evident in the series. Like they're still scoring. You're just you need to be able to play in front of your keeper. And all you need to know is this: in terms of block shots, in the last game alone. Tampa Bay at twenty. Uh, Tampa Bay at fifteen. Maple Leafs at twenty-six. They're getting down. Tampa Bay's getting down. They're getting in front of. They're getting in front of it. Elias Samsonov's not a bad keeper. He's not a bad goaltender. He's actually pretty good. But they're putting Luke Shen. They're putting Morgan Riley. You have Mark Giordano. You have yeah, Giordano's le- having a really good series. Legit veteran def- defensive players 
in front of your goalie. So they're laying out, they're making the plays, they're doing what needs to be done to keep their team in it, and then they can transition to where a guy like Noah Chiari can can score. You know, but, you can. But they have, also, they also, they can score, man. Matthews, Tavares, those guys can put up points if they needed to. Yeah, but you know what? Tavares is also a minus three. Oh, so, really? <laughs> yeah, well, he was a minus three in the last game. So as much as, as good as John Tavares is with the puck, defense, not exactly a strong suit. So it's one of those things that it, it, it's a it's interest. You need to have an interest in that. And, and that's well, why they got a guy like Defense is Ryan. always effort, right? It is. Defense is max effort. Now you look at a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, he's a max effort guy. And that's why they've got him from St. Louis. He's a guy who could end up being an X factor. And it wouldn't surprise me if it went to overtime again that O'Reilly is the guy that puts the death knell in the Tampa Bay Lightning. So he's the kind of guy that was missing from this group of very skilled players, but lacking that grit, lacking that toughness, lacking that desire. Yet Austin Matthews is very good. He is very good. But... It's one thing to be very good. It's another thing to take it to that next level. It's the playoffs. You've got to be able to go to places that you don't normally go. Same thing for Mitch Marner. Like, supremely talented. William Nylander, supremely talented. When the lights are on brightest, can you go to a place? Can you take it to a level that you normally don't go to? And this year, it appears that it's finally clicking. And it's the right opponent at the right time. It's the Maple Leafs are finally getting where they need to be. Now, it's not over yet. But let's not, let's not do that. It's not over yet. The Maple Leafs have blown and will continue to blow leads like this. And don't count out the Lightning because they've been there. They've done that. They've raised the cup several times. So I'm not counting my chickens before they're hatched. But the Maple Leafs have certainly put up a better... They've certainly put up a better performance and a better account than they have in years past. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. More or less. All right, boys and girls, here's how it goes. We have a statement. It's either more likely or less likely that it's going to happen. More or less, number one. Aaron Rodgers helps Zach Wilson develop into an NFL quarterback. I mean... To me, this is less likely. Um, you know, 
he's he comes from the school of tough love. You know, he always talked about Brett really didn't show him any love, and I don't think he's going to do that. I mean, I think it's going to be nice for Zach to play alongside his idol and a guy he wants to emulate and be like, you know, someday. But I don't see Rogers putting anything into this relationship. Absolutely less likely. Absolutely. I'm not even... Ask Jordan Love about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers. If he spoke to him, I'd be surprised. Because, like you said, this is this is a, a study in psychology. When Aaron Rodgers was drafted at a Cal, Brett Favre wasn't exactly happy. So he treated him like shit. That's a rite of passage, right? In the NFL, you earn your stripes. I think Jordan it's, Love's going to be great. I think he's going to play well. I take we'll I'll take out. him on my fantasy team. We'll find out. But you know what? It's not the job of the incumbent veteran to teach you how to become a professional. Right? Like Ryan Tannehill did this year. Ryan uh, Tannehill taught Malik Willis, right? You're teaching the guy behind you to take your job. Uh, like that, that's the mentality. I don't that's know. That's the mentality of it. I don't know. I think... I think it's I think it's the job of the starter to present competition compete show show the younger guy or show the rookie or show the backup how to compete at a high level you know I think that's that's fair like you know the kid's gonna come to you with questions answer his questions kid wants to work out with you let him work out with you teach talk to him about reads and what you do i think that's fair you don't got to be staying up late with him or having him come over your house and showing him film that doesn't need to happen but i do believe the starter should take the younger guy under the wing in some retrospect you know some guys are gifted and talented your andrew lux of the world your dan marinos that don't need you know anybody showing them anything but then there's people like zach wilson who shouldn't have got drafted at number two and needs a lot of help yeah but at the end of the day like is aaron Rodgers? what's his mission here to win is it his mission is to win right he's not here to be a wet nurse for zach wilson 100 percent. so you know his job his mindset is very clear nathaniel hackett's job (laughs) as an offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach job is to make Zach Wilson better. It was made very clear to me what I was supposed to do here. I come out, wave my little hat. When do I get paid? <laughs> I move in the third inning. We scratch the balls for an hour. <laughs> well, anything we're doing is we're doing right. <laughs> Absolutely. But it falls on the coaching staff. And this is where the Jets have failed Zach Wilson in the years previous. Right, having Matt Lafleur's little brother there, you know, somehow not got a doing job. Their, well, apparently he's very good friends with with Sean McVay and knows that he doesn't like crust on his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, you know, it it's the job of the coaching staff to make sure that everybody's ready to go. Now, if Zach Wilson is playing this year, that means he's on another team. <laughs> Or something has ca- gone catastrophically wrong. And the Jets get to keep their first round pick. So there's that. So 
I, I just don't, I don't think that there's going to be anything there other than, hey, Aaron, who the fuck are you? Don't look at me in the eye. More or less, number two, Aaron Hicks get DFA'd by the Yankees in May. Jeez, man, this has got to happen, right? I'm going to say more likely. I can't imagine this man playing any longer. It's becoming a detriment to him. I mean, he's getting booed. <laughs> it's just... Him playing is just awful. It's off. I'm starting to. People are starting to feel bad for him. Uh, you get you get overly excited for a seeing eye single, but he doesn't even get those. Oh, he's he's become Jerry Johnson. That's <laughs> terrible. That's awful. But I still don't feel bad for him. I'm sorry. It's more likely he's gonna go, and he's deserved every bit of this ridicule. He can't stay on the field. When he's been on the field, he's been a disaster, and now he can't hit. <laughs> like plain and simple the only saving grace is that they traded him for John Ryan they traded John Ryan Murphy for him and John Ryan Murphy became nothing <laughs> otherwise they really regret this he's the batting moment, 129 129 in 13 games and 34 played appearance 129 Nine. He's got three, he's got four hits and thirty-one at bat. God, mm. he has one RBI and three walks, mm. ten strikeouts. He has an OPS of three thirty-five. <laughs> an OPS of three thirty-five. Not war, a batting average of three thirty-five. An OPS. His WAR is what negative point four. <laughs> KF is a better is a better option in the outfield than you. It's a prop. The problem with the Yankees is that their depth is really bad at the moment. Because you're looking at Stanton is out. He wasn't going to play the outfield anyway. But Stanton is out. So you need to play somebody. Bader is eventually going to come back. So Harrison Bader definitely will inject a spark you hope because then you're looking at IKF who's actually been pretty good defensively offensively you know he is who he is but he's been decent defensively Cabrera Oswaldo Cabrera is Oswaldo Cabrera judge is judge but then you're looking at the back end it's Franchi Cordero Wooly Calhoun and then in the minors, you don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. Outright Esteban Florial. You have Everson Pereira is the only other outfielder that's on the forty-man roster. So anything that's going to happen, you'd have to get a guy onto the forty-man roster. Well, there's there's a way to do that. DFA Aaron Hicks. So if you need. If you need to make the move, you need to make the move. Now, maybe he's a change of scenery guy. Maybe the Twins want him back. The, the Twins seem to be stockpiling ex-Yankees. It worked with Gio Urshela. It worked with Gary Sanchez. It worked with Sonny Gray. It worked with Joey Gallo. Maybe send him back to Minnesota, get a bag of balls and, you know, a Juicy Lucy and call it a day. Like, but he cannot be here any longer. He just can't be here any longer because he's got a target on his back and, you know, he's got that fuck you in him, right? He wanted that fuck you in him. No, it's it, 
It's over. It's over. Make it happen, Cashman. More or less, number three, Ime Odoka will have similar success in Houston like he did in Boston. Um, well, I think it all depends on the draft. I mean, they really need to get one Banyana. Uh, I think if he, they're able to get him, I think he will be able to coach him well. I don't think, I don't think this team, the way they're structured right now, that they're going to make the playoffs like next year. They have decent players, but nobody on this team is worth a damn. Um, so yeah, you know, it's not like you're walking into it, you know, with Jalen, Jalen, um, you know, uh, which is I can't remember his name, but it's not like you're walking into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You know, you're you got Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> Jabari Smith, Frank Kaminsky, yeah, yeah. This is a uh, this is quite the mix. You have Bobon. 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 Bobon bag. Toby bag. I love that you commercial. Got, you got Bobon. Is that a is that a plate? Is that a bowl <laughs> made out of your hand? Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, they just, to round out their, their roster at the end of the year, they had to go sign Willie Cauley-Stein. Like, they had to just find somebody to take this roster. There's, It's bereft. It's completely bereft of talent. Right? Jalen Green, we'll see what he becomes. But where is it? I don't see it. Now, the only thing that could make a lick of sense because it is an extremely young team is if they package guys and try and bring in a superstar or if they blank check a guy right here just come revalidate our team now the rumor and it's a rumor because i don't buy it for a friggin second is that james harden would go back to houston for who for what (laughs) as Ricky Waters once said. There's nothing there. So, unless Ime Udoka is a magician, I don't see how he's going to do that. I don't see how he's going to replicate any of this. Because his success was based on what? Having studs. There, is, there are no studs here. There are no studs here. And, I mean... The other candidate was Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse isn't a miracle worker either. I don't know who goes into the... I don't know how you go into an interview with this roster and say, yeah, I can work with this. I can fix this. Realistically, Houston is either going to get Wembenyama or they're going to get Brandon Miller. I don't think they're going to fall... I don't think they're going to go much lower than two. I don't. I don't think they're going to fall that. They're. They're not going to be that bad. I think they're going to be high in the lottery. So, like, they better hope that they're in Wimbanyama. That's the only way that they're going to be relevant. But it doesn't matter that Ime Odoka is there. At least not right now. It. Jesus could be coaching this team, and it wouldn't matter right now. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. 
They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter page at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets the coveted ass trophy and a shout out on this here show. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week, D? I don't. Max Scherzer. Don't swear on the lives of your children. And then take the suspension. (laughs) Yes, I understand that you weren't going to get a fair shake. Life isn't fair, Max. Life isn't fair. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week, D? Oh, man. First up, I've got your boy Patrick Kane. Where you been, bro? You have as many goals as I have the last two games. <laughs> they brought you here to score goals and lift the cup. Let's go. Number two, I got Donovan Mitchell. He had the worst playoff series ever. Good thing you're not a Nick. If you were a Nick right now, you'd be getting killed by the New York media. Before tonight's game, he was averaging 22 points in the series, and he only had 11 game, 11 points in Game 4. Yikes. And last, and certainly least, are the Chicago White Sox. They just lost eight in a row, and they haven't scored in the last 24 innings. What is going on in Chicago? Those are my alleged superstars of the week. What do you got, Z? Well, I have a, a late-breaking one to add to, to my list. Anthony Edwards. Oh, jeez. Third-degree assault. Swing, allegedly swung a chair that struck two female employees following their loss to the Nuggets on Tuesday. Good job. Brilliant. Good job, Anthony. Way to go. Fantastic Way to go, asshole. Job. <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Are you, you're, you're... Like, have, have the NBA... Has the NBA... Not had enough bad looks that they're like, we needed one more. Has everyone got mad? What the fuck? Like, seriously, what the hell? Draymond Green seems reasonable by these standards. But I'm going to stick with the NBA, Dylan Brooks. You want to talk shit about LeBron? Do I call him old? Do I call him bald? Do I call him slow? Do I call him whatever? He hands you your lunch. You punch him in the balls. You get him kicked. You get kicked out of the game, and then, rather than face the music with the media, you bounce. You snub them. Be a man. Take your lumps. Otherwise, you're just a chump. Dylan Brooks, you are my alleged superstar of the week. The city of Oakland for running off not only the Warriors, not only the Raiders, but now the A's as well. 
the A's have bought property. They've brought they bought land in Vegas. They're moving. They are moving because the Coliseum's a dump. Nobody goes. And the team stinks. <laughs> the team stinking only has so much to do with the fact that the sewage leaks in the Coliseum. Mount Davis, it's so big that nobody and nobody can sit up in the upper deck. And on top of that, it's just how old. It's old, it's unattractive, it's falling apart. But you won't give the A's a new stadium. You don't deserve to keep them if you're not going to work with them. City of Oakland, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, and this is a big one, Tottenham Hotspur. Getting your doors blown off by Newcastle. 6-1 in soccer. 6-1 in soccer. This game was over. 20 minutes in. In the 21st minute, Alexander Isak scored the fourth, excuse me, the fifth goal. This game was over. Not to mention, you're now on your third manager this year because you fired cousin Luigi after you fired cousin uh, after you fired Antonio Conti for rightfully pointing out how the players are not carrying their weight there's a reason why the players are giving refunds to the fans because they know it's on them Tottenham Hotspur you are my alleged superstar of the week I think we said our piece Go to our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ and vote, and vote, and vote, and vote, and for our nominee. Just do better, boys. Just do better. brownies of course you love brownies but you know what's better than a brownie a delicious handcrafted gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep that's what our guys at sweet life brownie co offer chef tommy d and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic ob to dutch apple to campfire s'mores and many more check out their website sweetlifebrownieco.com for their friday brownie drops at noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them DNZ sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. Order up!
You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means. It is time for us to order up. Order up, order up. We are doing our special order up of our top five picks in this year's NFL draft. It is tomorrow night. And here we go from one to five. Not five to one, one to five. Who you got, D? All right, Z, I mean, number one overall to the Carolina Panthers, I've got Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Number two, might surprise you, I've got Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida, going to the Houston Texans. At number three, no trade here, I've got Will Anderson, Defensive end Alabama going to the Arizona Cardinals. And number four, I've got quarterback Ohio State CJ Stroud going to the Colts. And at five, I've got offensive tackle out of Northwestern Peter Skorensky going to the Seattle Seahawks. What do you got, Z? Solid, solid picks. With the first pick, the Carolina Panthers select Anthony Richardson, quarterback of the University of Florida. I think Tepper is just going to be so enamored with his skill set and with his athletic ability, he's going to see Cam Newton 2.0. Well, the story I heard is that the GM walked into Frank Reich's office they both talked to each other and they both were in agreement with the quarterback that they wanted to select. So let's see if that is what happens tomorrow. Well, my deal is this. The owner is always going to trump the GM and the coach. The, if the owner wants a guy, he's going to take the guy. That's so that, that becomes the issue. And this guy, Tepper, is a temperamental dude. So if he wants something bad enough, he strikes me as the type to get it done with the second pick in the 2023 NFL draft the Houston Texans select Will Anderson Jr. edge rusher from Alabama I think D'Amico Ryans is going to get the guy he wants he wants a guy who can be a game wrecker and I think that Anderson is going to be that guy for him this is the tricky one, right? Arizona. Like, who is going to move up? Is anybody going to move up? Or is Arizona going to be forced to take the pick? I think that Arizona is probably going to be forced to take this pick. Now, what do they need? Linebackers, an offensive tackle, corner, a wideout. With this... Like, with them staying put, with the third pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Pete Skaronsky, offensive tackle from Northwestern. They want to keep Kyler Murray upright. That's going to be the way to do it. That's going to be the way to do it. Number four, with the fourth pick in, the 2023 NFL Draft. The Indianapolis Colts select Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. The height is an issue. 
He's only 5'10". And 5'10 may be generous. <laughs> but we'll see. He's the most NFL ready. Hopefully, he'll be able to put on a show. But there's a there, there are a lot of holes on the Colts. A lot. And with the fifth pick in the NFL draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Jalen Carter, defensive lineman from Georgia. I think that Pete, Pete Carroll is enamored with the talent. He can coach the character. They've had plenty of guys that have not had the best character. And Pete Carroll has been able to navigate that. And he can turn this kid into a pro mentally. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday night on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.